Was the Bearcats 2023 season a success or not? Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, including right here on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel and follow it to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day right here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We're presented today by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com. Excuse me, slash Lockdown today. To get started, my name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day right here on Lockdown Bearcats. Josh Neighbors, Lockdown Big 12 was supposed to be on this show. I'm going to make this show a little shorter and have him on hopefully sometime later today. If not, we'll go sometime next week with Josh Neighbors of Lockdown Big 12. So the Bearcats losing to Utah Valley on Wednesday night, 74-68, a heartbreaking loss for the Bearcats, ending their season in the NIT quarters at 23-13. and And I... I do believe this season was a success when you consider the circumstances of the program. And I've talked about it a lot this week. Excuse me. If you understand where this program was two years ago, when the only sure players were David DeJulius, Jeremiah Davenport, and I think maybe Adams Woods. But when you, and I think the only other guy might've been Sam Martin. But when you think about where this program was two years ago to where they are now, I think you should appreciate what this team accomplished. This team had not played in a NIT, NCAA, or the CBI. They hadn't played in any game like that since 2019. Obviously, 2020 was for much bigger reasons than basketball. 2021, they didn't go to the NIT or CBI. 2022, They didn't go this year. They did go to the NIT and they won two games and they played really well. And so for me, I view this season as a success for me. I view this season as potentially and hopefully depending on who comes back next year, a stepping stone towards what this team can do in the big 12. This team came into this season with a lot of questions, you know, who was going to be, the presence in the front court was David and Julius going to be that big time player. How would the transfers fit in? You know, how was Micah Adams Woods? How was he going to be? And ultimately what you saw was a team that improved throughout the course of the season. This team at one point lost four of seven games to go from 3 and 0 to 6 and 4. But this team still finished the regular season 20 and 11. They won their first tournament game by 30. They hadn't won a conference tournament game by 30 points since ever. And that was their largest win in conference tournament history, beating a 27 point outing in 1996, I believe. So this team took a lot of good teams, the Wire, Arizona, Xavier, Houston, two of those teams are still playing in the NCAA tournament this week. So if you look at it that way, 
And it's not like in 2021 or 2022 even when the Bearcats got blown out in several big games. In fact, they were outside of the loss to Ohio State in every single game they played in. It was a season where the Bearcats were much more competitive. They looked like a basketball team. They had some good pieces. And there was still a team in the tournament, not necessarily from the standpoint of this team could get an at-large bid, but from the standpoint of that there was still a chance they could make some noise in the conference tournament. Now, if you want to view the loss to Houston as recency bias and downplay the success this team had, that's totally fine. You can do that. But at the same time, but at the same time, that Houston team is really good. They're the number one team in the country for a reason. And they're the number one, they're they're, they're the second overall seed in the tournament for a reason. And this team earlier this year, after two straight years where they got absolutely boat raced in Houston, went down there and had a 13-point lead in the second half in a game that was nationally televised. So there is something to that. And that's why, to me, when you think about all the question marks coming in and where this program had been recently and the turmoil that it was in just two years ago, to be in back in the top four of the conference and in the semifinals of the conference tournament playing on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that, that is what I believe makes this team and this season a success. All right, coming up, I, I've got something fun I wanted to talk about. I, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. It speaks to how good the University of Cincinnati is. I'll explain that, what I mean by that, after I tell you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you at FanDuel Sportsbook. The tournament is heating up. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. First bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to points, scores, and threes, drain plus FanDuel. Even let you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay, so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 of bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, so this is interesting to me. And I was having this conversation with my grandfather on Wednesday night. UC alum, I, again, I come from three generations of Bearcats. But what's interesting to me is the coaches who have come through this program, football or men's basketball, particularly football, in the AFC North, you have three head coaches time held a position at the University of Cincinnati. Zach Taylor, who was an offensive coordinator, Mike Tomlin, and John Harbaugh. All three have come through the University of Cincinnati. Now, what does that say about the university? You might interpret that as it being a stepping stone. And I would say, you know what? Okay, you might be right. 
But then again, maybe it's just another part of your destination. If you see what's a stepping stone, but Kansas is a a destination, then explain to me why Roy Williams spent 15 years at Kansas and then the next 18 in North Carolina. He left Kansas for North Carolina. Or Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame for LSU. Are you going to say then Notre Dame's a starting? It's a stepping stone job. The point of the matter is this. The point of the matter is this. It's yes, it might be a stepping stone, but you can also frame it as this. It's just a stop on one's career journey. Again, Sean Miller went from Xavier to Arizona back to Xavier. Shaka Smart went from Texas to Marquette. If you really want to go further, Dana Holgerson went from West Virginia to Houston. Gus Malzahn went from Auburn to Central Florida. So the point is, you can say, when I tell you that Zach Taylor, Mike Tomlin, and John Harbaugh are both have all come through the University of Cincinnati, you can say, oh, well, that's just because UC's a stepping stone program. But what does that mean to you? If it means to you a step towards something bigger, fine. If you view that as, you know, hey, this they spend time at Cincinnati for a little bit. And now that the Bearcats program is as good as it is and is on a stable ground as it is, I think then the stepping stone is it was it's just a part of their careers. You know, you think about Bill Parcells going from the Giants to the Patriots and the Patriots of old who weren't very good, and then eventually to Dallas. I mean, you want to say that's a stepping stone? Do you want to say him is, is, is time with the Giants is a stepping stone program? I don't think it is. I think Cincinnati is in stepping stone versus destination. Again, is there really a such thing? Because if there was, Brian Kelly would still be in Notre Dame. There's no such thing, really, is my point. It's how you make it. Now, obviously, you're not going to spend, and no disrespect to any school I mentioned here, a coach is not going to want to spend 20 years at, I don't know, Merrimack or, I don't know, North Texas, they're going to want to eventually go where there's more money. If you look at it that way, then you might say there's a stepping stone versus destination. That's fine. But in terms of, but, but what my uncle always says, home is where you make it. So destination can be where you make it. Mark Few hasn't left Gonzaga in 20 plus years. Tom Bizzo hasn't left Michigan State. There are plenty of head coaches who stayed at programs for long periods of time. Matt Painter hasn't left Purdue. So, again, I mean, Mick Cronin stayed here for 13 years. Sometimes you run your course. Sometimes you got to move on. And that's the case with Mick, with, with, with Taylor, Harbaugh, and Tomlin. We'll continue this conversation after I tell you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Bill Parr and the Bill March Madness Bracket. It's here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now is your time to make it count. Go to BillMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for the cookie dough chunk puff. And 
If you want whoever you want to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 luck, lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing you won't think they're good for you. What makes Built Bars and Puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And you can run to BillMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. All right, again, just because Zach Taylor, Mike Tomlin, and John Harbaugh have moved on to wherever they've gone, and we know where they are now, excuse me, just because of that, I mean, just because Brian Kelly moved on, you you perceive things as a destination if you have an emotional investment into your team. Now, I do. Listen. I am one of the most emotionally invested Bearcat fans, Bengal fans, Reds fans you'll ever see. But I also am realistic. Because I cover the team both as a podcast host, beat writer, uh, and a fan, I see things from two different perspectives. When I'm a fan, my emotions can take over. When I'm a, a beat writer or a podcast host, I have to be in a, I have to be in a more rational state. Now, there are hosts who will take different approaches to their podcasts or talk shows, etc. I always have wanted to be the guy to take the voice of reason approach. I'm not going to be overly critical, but I'm not going to make things bigger than what they are and make things bigger than what they need to be. My, my line of thinking is I'm going to be positive and realistic at the same time. And that's very, very easy. And that's very, I mean, for me, it's easy to do because I've done it my whole life. You, it might be harder. Because you ultimately, I'm interacting with you. You're telling me how you feel. And that's fine. I love hearing how you feel. I love interacting with you guys. That's why I host this podcast. And do you understand for me, and I'm not trying to embellish here, but do you understand and Believe me, and not every day is great. Not every day is perfect. Some of you might think, and if you do, that's totally fine, that being a podcast host is the most glorious thing ever, and that's totally okay. I used to think the same thing. I used to think that being a sportscaster is the most glorious thing in the world, and it's a very, very good job. It's a very fun job, but at the same time, there are stressful days. There are very... um, it sometimes is not easy. And I'll tell you right now, and Russ can tell you the same thing. We both work in news producing. I produce the noon show in Columbus Monday through Friday. I got to get up at 4 a.m. every day. It's not easy. I mean, there are days when I come home and, yes, I want to record a show every day, but sometimes it's not easy to have the, the mental strength and the fortitude to prepare a show and record, post, Sometimes it's, it's sometimes it can be tiring and exhausting, but when you enjoy what you do and you understand what you're doing, God, I don't think you understand for me how privileged I am to be doing this. Okay. 
And I've learned this over the past few months, living in Georgia and now back here in Ohio, that I am a daily podcast host for my alma mater. That's a very, very meaningful thing to me. The alma mater who made me into who I am as a person, sports fan, resident, many different things. And now I get to host a daily podcast on it. It's great. And so my role is, because I've been a fan my whole life, because I went to school there, because I covered the teams, because I was around a lot of success my first few seasons on the beat, I say, okay, that's what I got accustomed to. I'm going to take the reasonable approach. And I've done that throughout the whole basketball season. Most of my memories with football outside of 2015 through 2017 have been very, very good. And that's why I'm always optimistic about the football program. And so for me to come on here and say to you that Cincinnati is a stepping stone program, no, it's not. And it's not because it's now a destination program. It's because it is a very good program to have a job at. It is a very good program to cover as a beat writer, a podcaster, and even a fan. And that's how I feel. You know, there was a poll in the athletic, this was back in, I think, 2019. And it, it, it was targeted to the NFL beat writers. If, if you could move from the city of the team you currently cover and move to a different city, who would you? where would you go? The number one choice was Seattle. And at that time, the Bengals were terrible. The Bearcats were just starting to become good. The basketball program was, we didn't know at the time, but in the start of a downward spiral into one of its most vulnerable times in history. And so now you think about what it's like to, I, I think about Jason Williams, my good friend from the Cincinnati Enquirer, sports columnist. I think about his job and how fun it is. He's got the Bengals that have played in back-to-back AFC title games. He's got the Bearcats basketball program that's going to the best conference in college basketball. He's got the football program that's going to the Big 12 and that just hired a new head coach. The Reds have a lot of young talent. And then he has Xavier. And yes, I'm going to mention them on a Cincinnati podcast. He has Xavier in the Sweet 16 in Kansas City. Man, Cincinnati's been going to Kansas City a lot lately, you feel like. So I think about him. I think about Dan Horde. I think, did did Dan Horde, I mean, you think Dan Horde, and I think this too. I mean, he'll tell you he absolutely loves what he does. But don't just take that at face value. Do you think he wanted to call the Bengals games when they were 0-11 and the stadium was half full? I don't know if he did. Maybe he did. I actually would guess he did. But, I mean, you can't – but, like, that's got to be hard to do. I mean, he's got a great job right now. He's got Bearcats football. I mean, just last year he called a, pl- a college football playoff game and then the Super Bowl in the same year in a span of six weeks. So, absolutely for me, I don't view Cincinnati as a stepping stone. I view it as a great place to live. I live in Columbus and Dayton, but having lived in Cincinnati before, it's a great place to live. It's a great place to cover teams, you know, We have, I mean, our city, the city of Cincinnati has been put on the map. And really it always has been because of the Reds. But let's be honest, football's king in America when it comes to sports and television sports ratings. (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry, I exaggerated and embellished there. That's okay, though. Um, Allergy season. So to me, 
when you think about what the Bengals have done under Joe Barr, when you think about the Bearcats going to the Big 12, they're on the map in the sports that you care about the most. That's what you should care about. That's what I care about. I, I love being a Cincinnati sports fan. I remember growing up, I used to be made fun of for being a Cincinnati sports fan. Oh, gosh, you're a Bengals fan? I feel like it must be terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not thinking that now. Yeah, no. And, like, you know, I remember 2021, how much fun it was. You'd have Bearcats by Saturday, Bengals by Sunday. And every single game felt like an event. Every single game this year felt like an event. I was fortunate enough to go to six Bengals home games this year. I mean, they were events. The first game, whiteout, the Chiefs, Browns, Bills, ultimately what happened was much bigger than football. And the regular season finale, which even that had something on the line. Every every game that I go to, that I went to last year was an event. And for Cincinnati basketball, every game I went to had something, whether it was, you know, 70s NBA Jam Night or, you know, a big game against Temple or Senior Day. You know, every game had something. And that's what I love the most about the Bearcats. Is And that's what I love the most about the Bengals. Is that it's fun to be here. And it's now fun to think about who's been here. Bob Huggins, you know, one of the all-time, the active leader in wins among NCAA Division I head coaches. You know, I think about what he did for this city. And again, you can be angry at the way he left. You can be angry at Nancy Zimfer. You can be angry at whomever you want to be angry at. I'm saying what Bob Huggins did for this university is he made it big time, man. Like, he made it cool. You know, all those great teams that Cincinnati had and all the great players. When you talk about programs who were put on the map, there's always a reason why and a player or coach Bob Huggins is that to Bearcats basketball. Luke Fickle is that to Bearcats football. Joe Burrow is that to Bear is to Bengals football. In the modern world with social media, and Bob Huggins was, you know, gone before Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all those great things came around. But I think about Mick Cronin getting it back on that map in the social media world. I think about Luke Fickle getting it on there. I think about Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow getting it on there. I think about a lot of different things. It's cool to be a Cincinnati sports fan. It's cool to work for the Bearcats. It's cool to host a daily podcast for the Bearcats. That's how I covered the time on this show today. Later today, you'll hear Josh Nevers. And for what it's worth, I mean, it's cool for this team to be in the Big 12. It's cool. I'm having this conversation last Wednesday on my own. He's like, are you going to go to Provo, Utah for the BYU game? I'm like, I don't know, maybe. I'm going to Pitt. I'm going to West Virginia. Heck, I might even end up in Stillwater if I tried. So, I mean, yeah, it's fun to be a Bearcats fan. You're a part of something now. I mean, I'm watching the NCAA tournament right now, Kansas State and Michigan State at the time of this recording. And I think about, yeah, eventually the Bearcats are going to be playing in the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. They could be playing in the Big 12 championship game for football in Arlington, Texas, and Dallas. And those are fun. You're going to be playing on ESPN Big Monday. You're not going to be playing Sunday at 6 o'clock on ESPN Plus when all you want to do is have Sunday dinner and watch whatever else is on, 60 minutes maybe. As a news person, I, you know, now I actually invest in watching 60 minutes sometimes. So you want to, like, you know, Monday night, 9 o'clock, yeah, you're going to, you know, for me it's kind of hard because i got to be up so early. But 
you know, this is what I like doing. And Josh Neighbors does is not able to come on this show. Okay, I just winged it. I didn't prepare one word in my word documents for this show. I just boom went. It's like that saying from the national desk. Boom, 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 boom. We go. I don't think that's copyrighted. Uh, if it is, thank you to them for the national desk. All right. Hopefully, Josh Neighbors later today. If not, you have a great weekend. Enjoy the tournament. Enjoy whatever else you're doing. Uh, opening day is next Thursday. Really looking forward to that. I'm going to try and come up with a Bearcats topic for opening day. Uh, maybe famous first. Maybe first. I don't know. I'll come up with something. Anyway, thanks for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball Experts, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton, bringing everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, here from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape, Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. For Locked On Bearcats, my name is Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day. I'll be back maybe later today, if not on Monday, with Neil Meyer of the Front Office News. Looking forward to having him back on. And we're rolling into the offseason. Hope you're staying with us. Have a great weekend. Back here on Monday right here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.